1: So we're super glad that you guys are here. Uh, we've been in the Book of Psalms, and uh, it's a it's a great it's a great passage of scripture, or it's just a great book. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the w- one of my favorite books, but it's. Um, because it's so useful for us it's something that's so useful for us it's something that you can even if you have very little understanding of the scriptures it's something that you can connect to and relate to because there's probably something in there for you there's 150 Psalms individual Psalms that are written uh, by different individuals mostly attributed to David uh, and uh, but 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 it's, it, and, it, and it goes through different phases of life of success, of praising when we're happy and God has come through and, and, and in low times as well. Uh, and so today uh, we have, we're actually going to talk about the sad, the sad Psalms. I had to be careful because I could just say sad songs. So Now, I do want to take a poll because I do. we were talking about this before the service. Uh, how many of you uh, are like happy song people? Like you're just all about the happy songs? Like when you're in the radio, like when you turn the radio on, you're like the first thing you're going to, you're looking for the happy song. That's great. It's about half of you. Now, how many of you are like, you know what? There's just something about the sad songs that just does something deep inside you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, like you would rather, yes, like you just need to like I just need to feel something right now, and I don't cry, but when I turn on that one song, I just feel something new, you know what I mean, so uh, but this is that's actually kind of the the psalms are divided up there's more there's more discrepancy than this, but for the most part there there's songs of praise or I like to call them happy psalms, uh, and then there's there's songs psalms of lament, which are the sad psalms. Uh, and, and really the, the laments will out, they will outlast, or there's more of them in the book of Psalms and in scripture. Uh, but the Psalms of praise as, as you go and work your way through the book of Psalms, you see an increase in the Psalms of praise and a decrease in the Psalms of lament. Because again, it's, it's, it's 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 some of it's working through the history of the kingdom of Israel who established this kingdom and then they went into exile and then they hope for a future kingdom that will never end that we believe has, is found uh, and 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 started with the person of Jesus and his death and resurrection uh, and so but there's, it's all pointing in that way as well and so but today we're going to spend specific times um, just looking at these sad psalms and uh, I don't know about you but. Uh, I did, I grew up in a in, in a more of a tradition where um, you just kind of like like Christianity or following Jesus. Um, like it, in some ways, it wasn't okay to be sad. Like you had to always be happy and like I do think we should always have joy because of what Christ has done. But it it almost is like you weren't allowed to like like you can only I always have to twist it to 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 like focus on either the faithfulness of God or the sovereignty of God or the love of God or God's in control in his plan and I think you should eventually get there but if you look at the book of Psalms and you look at the laments these are people that are wrestling with this tension of like there's brokenness in the world and what do I do with that and uh and so that's what we're going to look today now today's going to be maybe a little bit more of a template for you cuz It's going to allow you to the points that I I have are more of like, hey, if you want to lament with God over something, this is the steps that you do. We're not always a, hey, here's five things that you can do. And it's going to it's not going to fix your life. It's just this is how Psalm 79 shows and models a lament. Uh, And so we're going to model maybe our laments as we go forward. And maybe you can try practicing this, too. Also, want to encourage you. Uh, the reason why we're doing this this series is is not so you're like, cool. I learned about the Psalms. It was great. Awesome. Hey, like I hope that you increase in your in your your own personal prayer life or your own personal connection with God as you figure out how you're talking to God as well. And so sometimes, uh, I think I ended last week talking about like sometimes we don't pray or sometimes we don't even journal because we don't know where to start or begin. And it's like, that's okay to be there, but it's not okay to stay there. And so let's grow in this. And if you're dealing with something, like maybe God wants you to work out how do you lament with the brokenness in this world. And maybe you're not dealing with something, but if you've lived long enough, you know, eventually you will will, uh, and when it comes to around, you now have this tool that you can process this as well, so, but it's interesting, because this gives you permission in some ways to complain, to grieve, to struggle with life, and this is, and, and so for me, for, for me and my tradition, this is very foreign, because it's like, I always, I, like, I, I, I never got to actually, like, vent, you know what I mean, like, someone, Sometimes venting is helpful. Now sometimes venting is, 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 is hurtful. But it's almost like I've never got to vent, uh, but the point of a lament is like it's almost like I' be able to vent to God about what's going on in your life. So let's look at this. Uh, the first part of this is just sharing your circumstance. That's the first step of lament is you actually can be honest with God about where you're at and how you're feeling and what's going on. You actually, in your own prayer life, can communicate together. If you're a journaler, if you're a talker, if you're a thinker, you can be honest with God about this. But the first step is you actually have to bring your circumstance to God. So share your, with God your circumstances. Psalm 79 verse 1 is this, O oh God, the nations have come into your inheritance. That's basically saying that the nations... Um, the nations are coming into the Promised Land, and they're they're basically about to send, or or they have sent. They don't have. There's not a timestamp on this this psalm. Historians don't know when this was written. So, but there is a, It's about to go into exile because the Babylonians or the Assyrians have wrecked, uh, have wrecked Jerusalem. So this we see it. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. They have given the bodies of your servants to the birds of the air or the the birds of heaven for food. The flesh of your faithful to the beasts of the earth, they have poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem. There was no one to bury them. We have become a taunt to our neighbors and mocked and derided by by those around us. Pretty bad circumstances, yeah? I wouldn't want to live there, you know what I'm saying? What, what's going on? The, so nations have stolen their land. They have torn down their city. They have defiled the temple. City is in ruin. The people, they are left bodies for dead to be eaten by the birds and by the beasts of the earth. Now, I, I will say this, and the more time you spend with me, you'll, you'll learn that I think most of Scripture goes back to Genesis 1, 1, 2, and 3. Like, there's connections to it. And so when you when you hear, when I hear, the birds... And the beast i think about god in creation and i think about how god has created man to rule over the birds of the air and the beasts of the field and now that they are crying out or the psalmist that has written this is crying out and saying when when the birds are feasting on the humans when the beasts are are feasting on human bodies that is that is that is not supposed to that's not how this world's supposed to function that's not how this is supposed to exist is there. There's something wrong with this. People are not being buried and other neighbor, neighboring nations are are are, are 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 taunting them and mocking them and ridiculing them. And so but we see this is this is what's going on. And they're they're going into exile. Uh, um is what's about to happen. They've been captured and this city has been overtaken and um but for you as you think about your own life as you think about your own, if you're going to lament at some time, if you're if you need to process with God, um, I would say this is that it begins with you sharing what's going on, uh, and and for me, I uh, I I don't know who I don't know you. I can just I can speak for my own self, but I tend to um, suppress or push down my like what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. It's just how I'm wired. It's very unhealthy. You shouldn't do that, uh, but it's how I'm wired. And so I, actually recently I've been trying to tell my wife, Cassidy, she's with the kids today, but I've been trying to tell her, uh, I've been trying to share my feelings more. And she's like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you sharing that? <laughs> Cause she's not used to it. We've been married for like eight years and she's like, I don't know what, I'm not used to this. She's like, I'm happy with this, but this is new. And I don't like it all the time, <laughs> but I'm trying I really am. I'm, r- I'm trying to get better at it because I do, I, uh, sometimes I don't emote like you couldn't tell what I'm feeling, but I do feel things. Maybe not as strongly as everyone else, but I do feel things. And um, and 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 a part of that is needing to share. Like, so I feel them. I just don't share them. I just, I feel them, and then I think, all right, how do I continue to act as plainly whatever is possible? Then I move on. Um, and I remember one time I was I was telling uh, I was there was a time I was sharing with uh, our sending church's senior pastor. His name Tim. I was sharing with him something that was going on, and then I was trying to process it. And his first question to me was like, he didn't like, hey, have you talked to this person about it or have you asked any other people about it Uh, or your wife about it? He said, have you shared this with God? And I'm like, no, I haven't shared this with God. I'm sharing it with you, Tim. You're the pastor. Like, pastor me. Come on. Like, I didn't think I needed it. He knows everything. I don't need to share everything, which it's not, I'm not saying God isn't all knowing, but there's this relational connection that, that exists between us and God, that God desires relationship with us, and that it, prayer is this opportunity to dialogue with God. And I am missing out on dialogue with God if I don't just, if I only like just sing praises to him when good things are happening. It's like, I should, no, I should tell him about the struggle that I'm dealing with. I should tell him about this discontentment that I'm having. At that point, it was a discontentment about I was in a job. God was preparing me to plant. I didn't know it yet, and I was trying to figure out why did I feel this way. And uh, but I needed to I needed to share share that with God. And so uh, share your circumstances is the it's a very it's not this isn't complicated. Just share your circumstances. So next the next thing is, and I think this is kind of like the This is a great cry if you're like, I need language for how to petition to God. And this is it. uh, Number two is just, so you share your connection. The second thing you do, or your circumstance, then you share your petition to God. Like, what are you asking for? So not only is, hey, what's going on? But like, what are you, like, what are you, what are you kind of wanting? And this one's very short. He says this in verse five. He says, how long, O Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? How long is this going to last? You ever asked that to God before? How long? How long? How long is it going to be? Like, is it, is it going? Like, how long? The, the first thing that comes to my mind is now my daughter is five, and she has begun to ask the question of, are we there yet? which is a very similar question in this, right? Because what you're asking for is if it's whatever circumstance it is, is you're asking for God to take you and to magically move you from this space and move you over to this space. And we do that, right? Like when challenge happens, when struggle happens, with whatever the se- however long the season goes, that sometimes we desire to be past the season when God wants us to go through the season. And we're asking this question of how long but we should ask the question and we should p- petition to God and ask him to come through. And we should, we should do this. But sometimes by asking how long it doesn't mean it's going to be over like that. Sometimes it can be a quick and like God does come in and answer your prayer right away. Sometimes it can take a while. And, and, and this is not the fun one, but this is the one as, as a pastor, I have to actually tell you is that sometimes it won't be resolved until Jesus comes back. And that's the one that no one wants to hear. Right. That's the one that no one wants to hear, but that's the truth is that sometimes it won't be resolved until Jesus comes back. These people, they, the people that wrote this as they're thinking about the exile, probably in Babylon, is they, they did not, their kids did not, their kids' kids did not, but maybe a few generations beyond that were able to come back to Jerusalem, and it still wasn't established uh, completely as well but that question of how long. And and the other thing too is like we don't stop saying that. We don't we we have hope in Jesus that he is going to come through. We have hope in Jesus that he is going to make things right. We have hope in Jesus that he can come through. But this is the language is how long and that can be a devastating question. And that can be that can be that can be a hard thing, but really I would encourage you just to 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 deeply if you're like in a long season of waiting for something like petition to God, share, lay out your circumstances and ask how long, Lord, how long, is it something I've done? Like what, what is going on? How long? Then the third one is just share with God your oppressor. Like who is, who's oppressing you? Now it might not be, circumstance might have an oppressor. It might not. I don't know. It could be something else, but this is what the guy says in verse seven. He says, pour out your anger on the nations that do not know you. So like, hey, stop putting your anger on me, God. What about all those people who don't know you over there on the kingdoms that don't call upon your name? I'm calling upon your name. Like, why does it appear like they have favor with you, but I'm the one that's dealing with this? For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his habitation. Basically just destroying the land of Israel is what they're talking about as well. But what about those who don't know you? What about those who don't follow you? Like, give anger to them what about all of the other injustice in the world god do something in that have judgment in that don't have judgment on my life and then the next the next one is just asking for compassion i can't remember how i worded it but the next one how did i word that yeah ask god for compassion and this, is, this, is, this, this can be a sobering reality as well. Not only is it that, and this is why lamenting is helpful, is because like, we need to be honest with God. We need to be able to share, not just like, hey, you're a follower of Jesus. You need to be happy all the time. You need to be full of joy all the time. Yeah, sure, there's joy in Christ Jesus. And, and I can learn to be content in all circumstances, as Paul says. But also, life is really hard sometimes. And sometimes I really need to, I need to mourn. I need to be sad. I need to process. I need to be angry, and I need to I need to process this with the Lord. But we but we need to ask Him for His compassion, because the sobering reality is this: sometimes is that sometimes I am actually deserving of judgment, and some maybe not even sometimes, maybe more than sometimes. Like as, as human beings, we've all sinned. We've all have made mistakes. We've all done something to offend God, to dishonor God that is not of God. We've all offended other human beings. And sometimes the circumstance I am I am in is because of my own doing. Not always, sometimes it's because someone has oppressed you. Sometimes it's a, it's a mixture of both. But like in this circumstance, the reason why Babylon comes in and swoops them in, the reason why Assyrians before the Babylonians did this is because the people of Israel weren't following God. They weren't obeying the commandments of the Lord. And so God was not going to let his name be taken advantage of. And so he said, here is your punishment. you go into exile. I'm out. But sometimes uh, we like we 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 are we are responsible sometimes. And it's not to say that God isn't gracious or compassionate, it's just to say there are circumstances to life. There's circumstances to certain things. Uh Maisie, we were watching uh Jake and Sarah Best dog or Sarah's dog and uh and uh and 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 so May like we have two dogs that are golden doodles and Maisie just like tackles them and does other other stuff too. But But Cooper's not used to having a a kid around as much. And so, but Maisie likes to pick him up and hold him and hold him down. And I'm like, if you hold a dog down that you don't know, you might get nipped at. The consequence of that is pretty clear. It's pretty clear. It's like the judgment of that is instantaneous, right? I don't, I'm not, I don't have to discipline. It's like, I, I can tell you so many times, but you can cry at me all you want to. But that's not, that's not the dog's fault. That's your fault. And, and, and so for us as human beings, like sometimes we're in circumstances that we're in, that we're crying out to God that in places that we have done. But the good news is, it's not the good news is, is that knowing Jesus helps us in this area because he has forgiven us of all of our iniquity and sin and he has set us free by God's grace. Uh, And so, but this is the verse 8-9, it says, Do not remember against us our former iniquities. Let your compassion come speedily to meet us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone us for our sins, for your name's sake. And so, so we've all done evil, but ask God like, to forget our former sins. And in Jesus, you have the ability to lean into his blood uh, have to, for him to have compassion for you as well, calling on God to be your deliverer for your salvation and, not, and, and so that he will, get, uh, he will get fame for his deliverance, that, that, that in his atoning, in his delivering of you, that people will come to know Jesus because the stories you might tell after of how God has come through for you as well. And so, we, but we need to plead with God's compassion. And also, this is a great time for us to repent of, of, of any wrongdoing that we've done, to, to change our minds and to go into the way of Jesus as well. So after that, so first you state the circumstance. Sir, you the next you share a petition how long like hey is this going to last like Lord something needs to change here this is bad this is bad uh, almost like redirecting to the injustice in the world there's more injustice in the world God punish that forgive me of what I've messed up and then what what the the, the fourth one is this is just to remind God to remind God of of what in this context it's to remind God of, of his name and we'll talk about that in a second a little bit but about how for whatever reason like God God's name, like he wants to make sure that it is honored and well-respected among all of the nations. And so this is their plea. He says, why should the nations say, where is their God? Let the avenging of the outpoured blood of your servants be known among the nations before our eyes. Let the groans of the prisoners come before you according to your great power, preserve those doomed to die, return sevenfold into the lap of our neighbors and taunts of which they have taunted you, O Lord. So why should the nations say, where's your God? Like, hey, going back to verse nine, he says, uh, help us, O O God of our salvation, for your glory of your name. But what, what happens is when you're, God, when God's chosen people get put into a low place, the nations are going to say to God, "Where, where are you, God? Like, where are you? Like, why is this happening to God's people? Why is this happening to the one true God's people?" And 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 again, like I said earlier, God cares about this. God doesn't want His name to be dishonored. God wants His name to be made known, and and wants everyone to glorify His name because He's worthy of all of that as well. And don't let our enemies say, "Where is their God?" don't let the enemies have the ability to win in this moment, like where other gods have been absent, you, God, are present, and, and, and instead, let your avenging love be made known throughout the nations, because you have taken care of, and even though we disobeyed, we receive your forgiveness, and we receive that it's in you, deliver us though, and those that are supposed to die, God, rescue them, and those that are, that, uh, and show judgment to those that are provoking you and them as well, and so, in in your own in in your own um, in your own petition, if you will, um, in your own petition, if you will, I, um, I I would say remind God of those things. And it's 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 one of those things. And there's other things that God like His name matters, His His promise, His promises. Like if there's a promise. In uh, if there's a promise in the Old Testament, or you feel like God is speaking something to you, remind God of His promises. Remind God uh, of of His character. Uh, there's a passage in Ephesians 20 where God actually talk like actually says uh, His care like uh, describes His own Himself, and you can remind Him of who He is. And that's a huge thing. Like as you're petitioning to God, um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to decide. I, I, I'm trying to decide if I want to share this, but I. I will. Um, so Cass and I have been trying to have a baby for quite some time. And something I've been trying to incorporate in my own reminding of God is, in uh, and we have a child, by the way, we have one. So we're, we're, we're very thankful for that. But we want another. And something I've been reminding of God is reminding him that he has called human beings to be fruitful and multiply. And like, that's, a, that's a human like thing that he has called all human beings to be. And so something in my own lamenting, if you will, over the last, you know, months and years has been, Lord, you've called us to be fruitful and multiply. And so like you've said to human beings to do this, this is what you've created human beings to do. And we're not doing it. So what's up with that? And, um, and it's one of those things where it's, it, it, it's, it's, and, and you might say, well, why do I have to remind God? Right? Like God knows everything. Why do I have to remind God? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why. Like that's an interplay I don't know, but I do know it's a pattern in Scripture where we see. We talked a little bit about it last week about how the the righteous one—not that I'm righteous, but like God's people have permission to remind God of His character. Moses does it when he's on the mountain as as he's trying to um, as he's trying to as he God wants to kill all of the Israelites for worshiping the golden calf. Moses is like, yeah, but what? he actually leans on his name at that point. He says, well, what will the nation say about you? And again, because God had promised, this is my people, and this is the covenant that he has with him. And God God wants to honor his promises. And, and so I don't know what you're longing for God to do or change or what you're asking how long for. Or I don't know if maybe you're not even asking that, but when you get to that point is reminding God of his name, of his promises, of his character, and also of, of reminding of who you are in Jesus, that you now are forgiven son or daughter of the King of Kings who has, is a new creation, who is now a witness of Jesus' death and resurrection to the world around you, crying out to people to come back to him. So, and then the last one is this, is that most laments, not all laments, but most laments, they finish, they finish with God's faithfulness and his loyalty, and and then your loyalty to him. But you finish with the faithfulness of God. And and, and, and you'll, you'll notice that like, they'll say this, they'll, 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 they'll be basically venting and venting and venting and venting and like, where are you God and how long, oh God, and why is this happening and can you come through and deliver me and all these different things. And then typically, not always, but typically they end ver- like verse 13 does where it says this, but we, your people, the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to you forever from generation to generation. We will recount your praise. And it's almost like in this moment, like, hey, I'm just gonna lay all of this out there. I'm just gonna sit this right here for you, God. I'm just gonna let you know, like, where I'm at. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna place this just right in front of you because this is really hurting me right now. This is really painful right now. This is really hard right now. And I know I'm a part of a, that that the problem. But forgive me in that. But I'm just gonna put this in front of you. But at the same time, once I've sat down my complaint, once I've laid down my lament, I not only am I going to remind you of your promises, not only am I going to remind you of your character, of your name, but I also am going to remember who you are. I also am going to remember that you are God, and that I am not, and I'm going to remember that you are faithful, that you are gracious, that you are full of mercy, and I am going to trust you for that. And sometimes, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes I can't get there the first day. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's just at some point, we have to get back to us remembering God's character. Like sometimes I can be so frustrating and so mad or so sad or so in a place of mourning where, and they do that in the, in the Psalms too, where they don't finish with the, the praise line. They just, they just end. They're like, where are you? And sometimes, but, but, but most of the time they don't. And so for you, as is, is you practice this, and I would encourage you to practice this, because this, is, this, is, this could be a freeing thing where, where you're learning to dialogue with God. You're learning to share with God what's going on, not just in the good things, not just celebrating the high moments, but sitting with Jesus in the low moments. And let me tell you something, he will be there with you. He will be there with you and he will walk like maybe like you might just love God in the mountaintop moments of your life, but in between uh, peaks, when you're sitting in the valleys and it's a long valley and you can't even see the next range yet, Jesus is walking with you and he is faithful and that's why we praise him. And sometimes we remind God so that, that we can be reminded of who he is and then we praise him for that. But again, it might take you a day, it might take you a week, it might take you a month. But our heart eventually will be changed because we are going through this process of lamenting, of sharing our circumstances, of petitioning, of showing them who our oppressors is if we have one, of asking for compassion, of reminding God, and then eventually, eventually finishing with his faithfulness because he is faithful to come through. And again, like I said, hopefully it will be done sooner than later, but sometimes it won't be finished until Jesus comes back. Would you pray with me? So Lord Jesus, thank you so much uh that you are faithful. And God, give us a space where we can lament. Give us a space where we we can just pour out our hearts to you. And if it's if we're in a good place or a bad place in a safe space, if it's if it's been a long time, whatever else it might be. But God, that we can be honest with you and, and we know that you hear us and that you love us. And so, God, would you move in this space, and uh, also maybe give us permission, God, or allow, give us permission to be freed up to communicate, to express where we currently are with you. We love you so much. Pray this in Jesus' name, Amen